Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song. Not Sergeant Pepper, but Moses. Our parasha this Shabbat is Deuteronomy chapter 32, entitled Ha'azinu, give ear, from the Hebrew word ozen, for ear. And it opens this way. Ha'azinu ha'shamayim va'adabera, give ear, O heavens, and I will speak. This parasha consists of a song Moses wrote according to God's command and which was to be read aloud before all Israel. The words are strikingly similar to those which would be spoken centuries later by the prophet Isaiah, words of warning and judgment against Israel's sin. Listen, O heavens, and hear, O earth, for the Lord speaks. Sons I have reared and brought up, but they have rebelled against me. And so we see the consistency of the word of God. Music has always been an essential component of the worship offered by God's people. You may recall that shortly after our exodus from Egypt, Moses and Miriam sang a song before the Lord, declaring his might and celebrating victory over our oppressors. Now, everybody knows about that song, right? The horse and rider song. But this one is a little more obscure. I guess that makes it the B-side of the album. If it isn't quite as popular, maybe it's because this song foretells God's judgment on our people for repaying his goodness and faithfulness with treachery. Our collective betrayal uh, would earn us God's wrath. And so in that sense, the song is a poetic prophecy a preview of the centuries to come, a prehistory of the dealings between Adonai and Israel and the surrounding nations. One of the most striking features of this song, the Song of Moses, is the repetition of the theme of God as our rock. Five times he's called our rock, which is why I've subtitled this parasha rock music. He is Hatsur, the rock. He is Tsur Yeshuato, the rock of his salvation, meaning Israel's. He is Tsur Yeladcha, the rock who gave birth to you. He is Tsuram Mecharam, their rock who sold them. And in verse 31, it is categorically stated, Lo Ketsurenu. Tsuram, their rock, meaning the false gods of the other nations, is not like our rock. God's great power, love, and faithfulness is contrasted with Israel's weakness, selfishness, and disloyalty. Verses 7 through 14 show God's jealous love and protective and guiding hand upon our ancestors and his gracious and generous provisions. It even goes so far as to declare that God determined the boundaries of the other nations based on the number of the sons of Israel. Israel is the apple of God's eye, the object of his unique affections. Sadly, in verses 15 through 17, we read, but Yeshurun, talking about Israel, grew fat and kicked 
He forsook the God who made him and scorned the rock of his salvation. They made him jealous with strange gods, with abominations they provoked him to anger. They sacrificed to Shadim, demons. These demons are the false gods of the nations, which sadly Israel worshipped. They are described as new gods, gods they had not known, Johnny-come-lately gods. In judgment against their faithlessness, Moses sings in prophetically perfect past tense of God's abandoning Israel to the whims of the nations. And of course, centuries later, Israel would go into captivity in Assyria and Judea would go captive into Babylon. Gratefully, the song doesn't end on a suspended chord. It resolves. In verse 34, God declares that he will have compassion on his people, vindicate them, restore them, and turn around and execute vengeance on the nations that abused them. In verse 39, he says, See now that I, I am he, and there is no God besides me. It is I who put to death and give life. I have wounded and it is I who heal, and there is no one who can deliver from my hand. 1,400 years later, those words would be echoed by the rock now incarnate. Messiah Yeshua declared, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give eternal life to them, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. The words of Yeshua, Jesus. One of the Haftarah readings that accompanies Ha'azinu is Hosea chapter 14. Uh, it paints a beautiful picture of a once wayward people acknowledging their transgressions and in repentance being brought near to the Lord again. Listen to Hosea's words. Return, O Israel, to the Lord your God, for you have stumbled because of your iniquity. Bring words with you and return to the Lord. Say to him, take away all iniquity and receive us graciously that we may present the fruit of our lips. And the Lord responds... I will heal their apostasy. I will love them freely, for my anger has turned away from them. It is so reassuring to know that the same God who is holy and will not tolerate sin also desires to save us and to reconcile us to himself. The lesson we are meant to learn from Ha'azinu is that God judges transgression, sin, and iniquity, but... When he judges his people, it is with their eventual restoration in mind. He desires that we return to him. God continues to declare to us in 5783, return to me and I will return to you. Now that the promised Messiah has come, returning to God consists not only of turning from sinful ways in a generic sense, but more specifically, of turning from your unbelief and trusting in Yeshua, the Messiah. He alone 
is the one upon whom God has set his seal of approval. Yeshua himself is our Yom Kippur sacrifice. He himself is Tzur Yeshua Tenu, the Lord, the rock of our salvation. This song is one that has a happy ending. Your life can have a happy ending. Your place in the world to come can be secure. But the question is, are your ears attuned to hear God's music?